Episode 96. Jesus Christ. Let's try this again. Guys, the technical difficulties have been on just level 99 the last 20 minutes, I'll be honest. Because Skype is terrible. You know, and then we're like, all right, so Skype's ass. Let's do let's do it on another platform so we can see each other. Because that's how we communicate, really, every time we do the podcast. Um, get on Zoom, and good Lord, we just got big, big mic probs on the, other, on the opposing side. Hate to see it, but it's fine. We'll figure it out. Um, nonetheless, episode 96 of this beautiful podcast, BDE Radio. Thank you all for being here. Thank you all for listening week to week. Y'all are incredible. This is your co-host, Cam, and alongside me, as always, is Ryan, a.k.a. Groobs, a.k.a. The Goat. How are you, brother? Well, after just battling Zoom and not figuring out why my mic wasn't working, um, outside of that, I'm doing pretty well. Um, you know, another week down, two weeks away from a vacation, so I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, that was a lot of adversity right there. That just seems so unnecessary. A lot of adversity. We've had some technical issues the past, like, month or two, and I it's swear. been very annoying. Yeah, it's been rough, dude. Super unprofesh out of us, but hey, it's part of it, dude. Who we never claim to be profesh, you know? No, I mean it's we're two idiots. We we're, claim to be two idiots trying to we're make just, a podcast. We're raw dogging. We're raw dogging it, and that's just what we do, you know. We just hit these podcasts raw, and that's what we do every week, week to week, for a full ninety six episodes. So thank y'all for hanging out with us. We got a few topics today. One being the crazy madhouse weekend that it was the NFL playoffs. Um, got a few stories outside of that as well. We got a retirement. We got some coaches changes and, uh, we're going to dive into those, uh, probably going to wrap it up. We say it's going to be quick every time, but then we go a full hour anyway. It's really bizarre. But, um, uh, yeah. And then we got some hall of fame, uh, drama in my opinion, ridiculousness in my opinion that, uh, we can unfold and unravel a little bit. Um, I guess, uh, since, I guess since it's kind of the only thing that is on brand relative to everything else. Do you want to go ahead and dive into the Hall of Fame debauchery? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, I good just lord. burped a little bit. Good lord. But, uh, threw uh, up yeah, on, on yeah. I, I think that'd be the smart approach is to start off with the Hall of Fame. So I know you you're pretty. You have some strong feelings about this. So do you want to go ahead and plead, uh, plead your case on this? Nah, give us the. Uh, do you have percentages for all the voting voting totals? I can real quick. Yeah, pull those up. In summary, we only had one Hall of Fame inductee during this round. Um, of voting, and it was David Ortiz, and much deserved. I, I, I actually grew up, <clears throat> and um, in 04, when Poppy really burst onto the scene as the guy that's super clutch, uh, I fell in love with him, dude. He's an awesome, he's an awesome personality, and just incredibly clutch at the plate. So much that I bought his book, and I read his biography, and uh, fell in love with it even further. And uh, to this day, I'm an enormous Poppy fan, always will be, and uh, absolute stud, dude. So well-deserved in the Hall of Fame. One of the more clutch DHs of all time, period. The guy got dra- inducted as a de- designated hitter. That's how good of a hitter he was. He was a great hitter when it mattered, great hitter in general, and um, much, much deserved. Uh, on the other hand, there were a few that were left out per the usual. And uh, go ahead and give us the... Uh, Give us the rundown on the percentages real quick, and uh, yep. we'll, we'll unravel and unpack those. Yep. All right, so just a quick basis, guys. To get into the Hall of Fame, you have to have 75% of the votes. So, as Cam said, David Ortiz was the only one to get in this year. He got in with 77.9%. Um, so you can see that there are some guys, some vote, uh, baseball writers who didn't think he needed to get in, and this being his first year, that always happens. I mean, there were guys who – 
didn't let Jeter in his first year, and he's a unanimous Hall of Famer. Idiots. So these guys are just dumb. They do it out of spite, and they shouldn't be voting. Um, but let's run through the rest of them. Your second highest total, and probably the next two are probably the biggest up for debate right now. Uh, Barry Bonds, 66% of the votes in his final year on the ballot. Roger Clemens, 652 his final year on the ballot. Scott Rowland, 63.2%. Kurt Schilling, another guy that's controversial, 58.6%, his final year on the ballot. And then we'll run through the rest of them. Todd Helton at 52 Billy Wagner at 51 Andrew Jones, 41.1%. Gary Sheffield at 406 A-Rod at 343 Jeff Kent at 32.7%. Manny at 289 Omar Vizcal, 23.9%. Sammy Sosa, 18.5%. And his final year on the ballot, Andy Pettit at 10, Jimmy Rollins at 9.4, Bobby Abreu at 8.6, Burl at 5.8, Torrey Hunter at 5, and then the rest are just kind of guys that they're, they're less than 5%, so we're not even going to count them. Right. But I think the obvious ones that are the biggest ones here is Barry Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling. Yeah, um, for people who don't know, these guys were uh, speculated to have used steroids or they came out and said that they did steroids, um, either or. Regardless, um, my take is... My take's complex, so let's unpack it, okay? So uh, let's unpack how difficult it is to play baseball. All right, so as a hitter, you in the big leagues, you are... You're standing in the box and you you are waiting to hit a baseball that's thrown by a guy that can throw upwards of 93 to 99 to 100 miles an hour on average, really. 93 probably is a good average, in my opinion, for the really good guys that can throw hard. Um, you're waiting for them to throw that. But the reality of the matter is, is that's the easy pitch to hit. The easy pitch to hit is something that's coming at you 20 miles an hour faster than our speed limit. Um, not to mention the changeup. Changeup being a pitch that looks and should should look like a fastball out of the hand, but turns out it's 25 miles an hour slower than a fastball. Not to mention a slider, which moves unbelievably um, in terms of uh, horizontal, more horizontal than uh, than vertical across the, the, the batter's box plane, across the strike zone plane, and then a curveball, which typically moves more uh, vertical than horizontal, and um, they move significant amounts. You're waiting to hit one of those, and you only get three opportunities to do it for a strike. Okay? These guys did it at such a rate that it's laughable. Um, these guys, when I say these guys, I'm really referencing... Barry Bonds, as opposed to A-Rod, even though A-Rod was unbelievable. Sammy Sosa, even though Sammy Sosa was unbelievable. Um, Barry Bonds just did it better than simply anybody that's ever done it, really. Besides Pete Rose, you know, um, in terms of hits. He just he just did it a whole bunch, and he did it powerful, powerfully. Um, he's the guy that owns the home run record. Uh, he's the guy that owns the walks record, I'm pretty sure. Uh Here's another fun fact about this guy that wasn't allowed to be in the Hall of Fame. If you took all of his home runs, all 760-something plus home runs, if you took all of his home runs, turned them into outs, he would still have a higher on-base percentage 
than the guy that got inducted this year, David Ortiz. That is the most ridiculous stat I've ever heard in baseball. Literally. That's ridiculous. It's the same guy that got intentionally walked with the bases loaded. They literally forfeited a run just to not face this guy. They gave up a run because they were up by two, two runs. They gave up a run to not face this guy. And it worked. It actually worked. Um, this guy didn't make it in the Hall of Fame. The reason he didn't make it in the Hall of Fame is because, I don't know, look it up, Ryan, I don't want to be wrong. Allegedly, in my opinion, he could have came out and said 100%, but allegedly um, he used steroids. Uh, steroids being a tool to help people recover. That is exclusively what steroids does. Steroids indirectly makes you bigger, faster, stronger, sure. Um, so it does a lot of different things, but not at the rate that steroids do. Steroids help your body recover at a rapid pace in order for you to perform more consistently in more days, more consecutively, um, which would simply mean less off days because you're not as tired, um, less tired all in general, um, less weak in general. You're strong more consistently. Uh, you're more you're more energetic. You have more energy, um, especially if you're doing it the right way. Uh, that is a banned substance. Uh, not only in America, you can go to prison for it, but uh, in the game of baseball in general. Um, that's the reason these things were take to, taken to federal court. But uh, which is fucking stupid as shit, in my opinion. We have way bigger issues than people that want to get stronger. You know. Um, but anyway, regardless, um, this is the reason that he is uh, blackballed from the Hall of Fame permanently now. Um, my take, and this was this is the reason him, Roger, Kershill, and A-Rod, all of these guys were blackballed from the Hall of Fame and still will continue to be forever now, is because they were, um, there were big allegations that surrounded their names in uh, steroid usage in baseball. Uh, not to mention Mark McGuire and people like that too, but... Uh, the reality is Sammy Sosa, sorry, I forgot him. The reality is is that steroids shouldn't be a banned substance in general. Um, it's like marijuana, honestly. But it's got a positive effect physically. Long-term effects, obviously, there's been a ton of science that comes out that it depletes your endocrine system. It depletes your endocrine system of natural uh, endocrine boost in natural ex was excretion of your natural growth hormone in your test and all of that jazz. But um, the reality is, it's like, yo, if they want to do it, that's their body. You know, like, hey, man, if they want to shorten their quality of life to heighten their quality of life in immediate fashion, let them do so. Um, just simply because it doesn't pertain to you, you know, Um yeah, you hear about roid rage, you hear about all that, but whatever. You know, all of those things can be mitigated with the proper science backing it. If we put our if we put our science and backed proper steroid usage and potentially could find a a healthy version of steroid use in cycles and how to use it the right way to where it minimizes the negative effects, it could be great. It could be very useful. And um, I think banning steroids in general is ridiculous, but the fact that we're we're keeping the best hitter of all time out of the fucking Hall of Fame is the most atrocious, despicable thing I've seen in baseball, and that's the reason baseball is dying. There, uh, the league management, the league's management has been poor for decades now, 
and um, we're reaping the benefits of that. The benefits being um, improper misrepresentation of the players. Um, we're in a strike right now because we're the, the minor leaguers are poor as shit um, because they don't give any money to them. Uh, they 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 degrade them immediately. As soon as you're drafted, you're you're a dirt. You're nothing to them. Um, unless you're in the top two or three rounds, you are literally nothing. So uh, they're in they're in a strike right now and trying to figure things out we can do for them. But there's just been such a a fumble of the bag when it comes to baseball that I'm fully done with baseball. I have no desire to watch baseball. I have no desire to give a shit about baseball and what it's doing until it turns around because it's being handled the wrong way, especially this Hall of Fame thing. Um, Ryan, obviously, I know you have your own opinion, but uh, what? Why do you think the writers are the people that are uh, that are the the people that get these people in the Hall of Fame and even the Heisman? I don't know the answer to that question, to be honest with you. Um, I guess because somebody had to do it at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and look, this is, I, I agree with you here. I mean, look, r- baseball writers don't deserve the right to vote on this. The players that are either in the Hall of Fame, or, that's who should be voting. Right. Just like Heisman voters. Heisman, old Heisman winners should be able to make exactly. the vote. Exactly. That's who should be making the decision here. Look. Every player has came out and said that Barry Bonds should be in. Look, I used to hate Barry Bonds, and that's just because I'm a Braves fan. Um, I still believe Hank Aaron's a home run king, in my opinion, because he didn't. And who's to say he didn't have some help back in the day? Who knows? Right. You know, everybody had ways around stuff. But I'm not. That's not me saying Hank Aaron did anything. Look, I still believe he is over Bonds, just because Bonds had a little help. But Bonds should be in. He still had to hit all those home runs. He still had to make contact with the ball. He still had all those walks. Like you said, he could. He still has a higher on-base percentage if you take away all the home runs. That's insane. It's ridiculous. The guy, he did it. He, he, he should be in. Now, he's not completely out. He's out from the sense of the traditional way of voting. So there is a committee now. It meets every five years. It's a group of 16 guys. And this is how it should kind of be done. This is made up of players. So this committee can vote to push him in. Um, they got somebody in that didn't make it in through the, the baseball writers. Um, I can't remember who it was, but they got somebody in. So he can still get in. Schilling can still get in. Clemens can still get in. Um, I don't see Sosa getting in, to be completely honest with you, but he's somebody that could get in. A-Rod down the line, that could be a way for him to get in. It's kind of a backdoor way. But everybody's like, he's effectively getting shut out by the Hall of Fame. He's getting shut out by the people he pissed off all those years ago. Because let's be honest, might not have been the nicest guy coming through up. You know, hey, David Ortiz, Big Poppy could have done steroids. But guess what? Everybody fucking loves him. That he was actually that was actually a conversation. Yeah. That that he was he was a part of that very briefly. Whoever his PR manager is did a great job of that. But um I uh my thing is, is that why would you ever allow people that are getting paid to voice their opinions choose who gets in and out of the history of a sport? You're paid. To, all right, so people that just in this is in general. Most some people there might be outliers. I mean, there's an outlier in everything in life, but in general, people that get paid to voice their opinion transition into people that are extremely arrogant relative to their opinion 
because that's their job. And it kind of turns them into somebody that thinks they're always fucking right. And there's never somebody, and they're never wrong. And that is very gross, you know? Yeah, um, I don't disagree with you. You know, I, that is very gross. Very, very gross. Like, hey, man, when you're wrong, wear it. Hey, man, I was very wrong here. You know, like, hey, I messed up. This was a bad, this was a bad take. Um, things like that. You don't see that. It's not, that's not a thing anymore in journalism, especially nowadays. But even then, it just wasn't a thing. And we're allowing these people that have these unbelievably arrogant and, and, and I guess, egotistical views, self-centered views, to be honest, to pick who goes and who doesn't into the big league, in big league Hall right. of Fame, to, to, to pass down to history. Like, if Barry Bonds is left out of the Hall of Fame, slowly but surely he will not be a part of history anymore. Um, he's going to get weaned out. People will see the him on the list and say, "Oh, Barry Bonds had this many home runs," and people, and then our grandkids' grandkids are going to be like, "Who the hell was he?" And our grandkids are going to be like, "We don't know." I mean, some mythical creature. When you look at <laughs> when you look at the stats, you think he's some kind of he's he's a cheat code. Um, I mean, ridiculous, dude. He got he was walked or he had a home run like forty percent of his at bats one year. Yeah, he's a freak. That's ridiculous, yeah. dude. And, like, if you're going to be so mad, and, like, all it takes is for these guys to not vote him in, just pure, I don't like the guy. Uh, he, he didn't give me that one interview. Yeah. Oh, he was a dick to me that one time, so I'm going to be, this is my way of sticking it to him. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's these kinds of people here. Um, the, these play, these guys probably never played the game in, in their life. They probably didn't really want to cover baseball, but somehow got stuck on it, and then they just thought their opinions were the best thing in the world. And let's be honest, baseball writing, these guys are a dying breed. These guys should not be making this kind of decision. I can Again, I can understand it from the beginning because who the hell was going to make that decision at the beginning of this? Whenever the Hall of Fame started, back in whenever, 1926 or whatever, who was going to make that decision? You needed to have some guy, somebody's opinion. So it made sense then. But now you got all these guys that are in the Hall of Fame. These guys should be making the decision. And, like, I know Heisman voters, like, when Heisman winners get in, they do get a vote. But you still have all these other people who get a vote, too. Yeah. So, I just, I, I don't agree with the system. And if you really have so much so much of an issue with steroid and that era of baseball, look, that era of baseball might have saved the game for a little bit because it got entertaining got people into the stands, and it held off football for a little while. Dude. Because football was coming on strong, and here baseball was just hitting home runs after home run after home run. Watching, and you're seeing it again. Dude, watching Mark McGuire with his painted fucking pants on because his legs were about to bulge out of him yes. hit 70 billion home runs that year. Like, that was legendary, dude. Like, that is awesome to watch. I don't care about your values as a human. I really, when it comes down to it, we don't care about your ethics here. This isn't about ethical decision making. You know, hey, it's not your choice. Let them do what they want to do. I want to see bombs, dude. I want to see right. guys throwing a billion miles an hour. I want to see some cool stuff, or else I'm not gonna watch. You know, I have no desire to watch normal stuff. You know, I don't have any desire. This is, I mean, this might come off as relatively rude, but I have no desire to watch people like Jimmy Rollins play baseball. He's one of the greatest players ever, right? Great fielder, phenomenal hitter. The guy could flat out hit 
get hits, I guess is the better way to put it. He could flat out get base hits, you know? But good Lord, I would much rather watch Big Poppy hit an absolute unit and at at over the, you know, Oppo over the green wall, down to three runs. I would much rather things like this happen. You're just not seeing Jimmy Rollins do that. You're not seeing you're not seeing Ichiro Suzuki, even though you you've heard tales of him being able to hit him on command and BP. You're not seeing Ichiro Suzuki hit 65 home runs. You know you're seeing him get a bunch of hits, which is impressive in and of itself and its own right. But that in terms of electricity, in terms of wow, it's just not that impressive to people that don't really truly appreciate the game because they didn't play it. They we're trying to get people intrigued to watch the game. So what's the most of cool thing to watch? Big plays, a big boom, power, wow, shit. You know. That's what's cool. Watching a Rollis Chapman come in and throw 104. That is cool as shit to see. Watching insert home run hitter hit insert X Otani amount of go, home run hit a run. Otani yes. to go out and Watching hit and then and come out and throw and close 100. The game. Like, that's so cool. That is badass to watch. We don't care about normal shit that the average human can sit on their couch and think, I could probably do that. I could get lucky and do that. You know? That's not cool to me. You know? I don't give a shit. I could get a CNI single if you gave me 100, ba- 100 ABs. You know? I'm not hitting the ball 490 feet ever, period. And I played baseball at the highest collegiate level possible. I, I definitely could not do that. That was not in my expertise, pals. I just, I just, I don't, I don't know, man. It sucks. That's the reason I've just, I'm just like, hey, man, just to hell with it. Let's just let it happen. If they want to do it, it's just like football. It's just like banning football. Because it's dangerous. No shit, it's dangerous, dude. You signed up for it, and guess what? They're getting paid millions of dollars to do it. Do it, bro. We they're getting paid millions of dollars to play a child's game. It sucks, man. It's a bummer. And um, dude, if they want to do steroids and get juiced out of their cracked out heads, let them do it. If they want to go in there and just go helmet to helmet and send it. Let them do it. You know why? Because they signed up for it. Bottom line. You signed up for the game. You signed up for the sport. You want to do it professionally, which is super badass. If you're gifted enough to do it professionally and you want to do it professionally, definitely pursue it, but just know there are risks involved. And the thing is, you don't need, you don't have to take steroids. There are a multitude of humans out there that can hit balls a billion feet without steroids. Not for an extended period of time like Barry Bonds. I mean, I can promise you Barry Bonds felt better than most people on every day of the week just because yeah. that's just what steroids do. They help you recover your muscles and your and your stamina every day. That's just what they do. You can you can go harder for longer. It's just the way it is. Um, it's just like Viagra for your body. <laughs> and that's just that's just it. Too easy. And um, I just I hate I hate that we're acting like it's not it wouldn't be beneficial to the game itself, not to the humans. We don't care if we cared about these humans, if we cared about these people as people, we wouldn't even have football be a thing. We wouldn't, especially after all this this research has come out with CTE, MMA would be literally banned everywhere because that's oh yeah because that's super bad. And um, that's sarcasm for the for the listeners. Um, and it's just, uh, you hate to see it. I mean, they play the, they play the, we want, we're looking out for the safety of the players only when it's convenient for them. And I hate that, you know, who cares? Let the guys do what they want to do. 
and let them play the game the way it's built to be played. That's just the way. I, that's the way I feel. And, and here was the point I was getting to was, if you're so offended by it, something that helped your game eventually, if you're so offended by it, just put a separate wing for the guys like Barry Bonds, for the guys like Roger Clemens. Look, Kurt Schilling didn't kept out because he's a conservative and like he pissed off a lot of people. I don't even know if he did steroids or anything like that. I don't even know if he's wrapped up in it, but I know he got kicked off the MLB network because he was like far right kind of guy. So that's why he's not in. Wow. But like Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, Clemens, like these guys that were part of the steroid era, like the face of it, like they if they should be in the Hall of Fame, Barry Bonds should. We all know that. Roger Clemens should. We all know that. Put them in a separate wing that was a part of the steroid era. You can label it that. Nobody will care, but at least they're in. Yeah, they honestly, help the game. Honestly, you just put an asterisk by their name and don't even mention why it's there. Just leave it there. And for people that actually give a shit, they know. You know? Yeah. Well, let's not act like we all didn't do that when he broke the record anyways. Literally. We all knew he was on something. You know? We are like, oh, well, he's got an asterisk next to it because we know he had some help. I mean, the guy was literally blackballed from the video games. John Dowd. He was John Dowd, a white <laughs> AI personality on, on video games because... He was just blackballed because everybody knew. Uh, and I'm sure he probably was like, hey, to hell with y'all. I don't want to be on y'all's game anyway. But um, Right. Well, that's what Belichick did too. Yeah, exactly. Um, which was weird because it would give you money. But whatever. You know, hey, man, whatever you're, whatever you're into. Um, my thing is is let the boys play. You know, let the guy, hey, if they want to get juicy juiced, let it happen. You know? Um, yeah. I, I think – it definitely helps pitchers. First off, hey, it helps pitchers. Steroids helps pitchers 100%. To what degree? I think it would benefit pitchers in the relieving role more so than the starting role given yeah. the amount of games and appearances pitched. Um, just because, yeah, if you go nine innings, that's a long time. But if you go nine innings, three, 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 in three, in three days and seven, three days out of seven, that's going to be more wear and tear on your arm than straight nine, in my opinion, just based off of my experience as a th- as a thrower. Uh, I-, I know my arm hurt after three innings, and then you give me one day's rest, and I, th- I got to throw on Wednesday after the Monday outing. I got to throw another forty pitches. That's gonna shit. That's gonna feel horrendous. Oh, oh, you only throw Friday? Oh shit, you only throw another inning? It's gonna feel even worse, dude. So it's just uh, it would it would definitely benefit the relievers more so than the starters in my opinion, but um, I just I don't see it I don't see I think Roger Clemens is still the rocket without steroids regardless I really do maybe not for thirty straight appearances but at least twenty twenty at least eighteen at least half you know of those appearances yeah. he's he's gonna he's probably still gonna get the dub because he's Roger fucking Clemens a stud an absolute unit on the mound you know. Yep. Like you said, it, it definitely helps with the wear and tear. So, look, I, I, the league and what they're doing in this kind of stuff is the negative shit that people talk about all the time and why they're turned off on by baseball. Look, outside of the Braves, I could care less. Let's call it for what it is. My team just won the World Series. I, that was awesome. But outside of that, everything the MLB has done for the last at least 10 to 20 years has been just bad, atrocious. Look, you had your boy Swag come out last week and say, 
about what we talked about with the umpire or the robot umpires coming to the AAA and said, why, why weren't we involved in this? These are the kind of decisions that are hurting the league and hurting baseball overall. Look, you're turning people off. You're turning players off. So what you're doing, we need new leadership. You don't need to radically change the game. No. But you need to make common sense moves. Sitting here not letting Barry Bonds in, pretty common sense thing that you just let him in because he's the home run king. The guy literally has more home runs than anybody on the face of the earth. And by a solid amount, yeah, too. It's not it's by a full season's worth of home runs. It's sitting by like a few, and then he retired. The guy got a bunch. Of, he had 400 plus before even the allegations came out, you know? Oh, yeah. So I just, again, it's just the issue is Major League Baseball, and I will continue to support my Braves, duh. But the rest of the league and what. Manfred is doing, and it's just it, the everything needs to change in in the in those offices in the way we go about voting for certain things. This goes for the NFL Hall of Fame, the Heisman, MLB, everything. It should not be writers. It should not be journalists. It should be the fr- freaking players yeah. that are in the damn Hall of Fames or the Heisman right. stuff along those lines. Because you can tell me if it wasn't the fucking writers for the Heisman. A defensive player or a receiver would win the damn thing more than a fucking quarterback every year. Yeah, that's the truth. I, um, who, it just, it's tough, dude. It sucks because I grew up on this sport. This was my identity until I was 21 years old. And now I get to watch this sport just shit on its own self, you know, over and over again. I literally haven't seen a tweet from a big leaguer. Or any professional baseball player. Any, how about any baseball player that has an idea of what real baseball is. I'm talking about real baseball, not not high school. Not I'm talking about quality, genuine baseball. I haven't seen anybody that I've ever played with or played against that that was like, oh, no, I hate Barry Bonds. They've never said that. It's always been like, what the hell? Like, what are we doing? Like, of course Barry Bonds is a big league or a Hall of Famer. You know, like – of course he's a Hall of Famer, I guess, without question. It was more so Barry Bonds than Roger Clemens, if we're being honest, from even the right. uh, uh, the pitchers that I was seeing. They were they were all like, what the hell? Are, what? What? What do we mean right now? So it's just, um, you hate to see it. Knowing the difficulty of how hard it is to go in and hit that many freaking home runs at that level and have that high of an on-base percentage, when you are getting walked with bases loaded on purpose, yeah, you're doing something right. Walked bases loaded on purpose, lefty on lefty. On purpose. On purpose. For a run. The guy used a 32-inch bat. There may be, maybe, might be 50 people in the big leagues right now. Total. Not even. Maybe. And that's including the backups. Maybe 50 people that use a 32-inch bat in the big leagues right now. That's so hard to do. The reason it's hard to do, and let me break this down for you, is the shorter the bat is the smaller the sweet spot and that's just the that's just classic common sense the smaller the sweet spot the faster your your bat speed will be but the smaller the sweet spot the guy had such good hand coordination hand coordination hand eye that he could use the tiniest bat that they're allowed to use in the big leagues and hit 700 plus home runs that's ridiculous that's that's absolutely ridiculous imagine 
how far he would have hit baseballs with a 35-inch, 36, a 35-36 Mitch Moreland log. You know, like, like these bats, dude, they're so – Alfonso Soriano, the 40-ounce, 34-inch just unit bats. Imagine if Barry Bonds got his bat around on a ball with one of those things. It would have went 600 feet, you know, especially when he was absolutely – there were steroids leaking out of his ass – you know, <laughs> that, I mean, it would have been ridiculous, dude. I, I mean, the guy's one of the more impressive athletes, in my opinion, ever. Um, including he's among and, and he's he's among the talks of Michael Jordan, Tiger, LeBron for sure, Brady. Just because he's such an he's such a an anomaly. If we're going in terms of athletics, I'm here, Brady's got to fall off. Sports an anomaly in terms of. Goats. And, yeah, Goats. in terms of accolades, I'm not talking about combine stats. I'm not talking about that. Say Brady's. I'm, I mean, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just in terms of just sheer freak statistical right. number. Um, he 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 just puts them right up. You know, I mean, the guy, he had the most astounding numbers in baseball ever to be ever named ever. So I don't think anybody's even came anywhere close to hitting 72 in a season. Um. That he was the last person Mark, I think that was Mark close was, was Davis. Bonds passed. That's what I'm saying. What I'm yeah, saying. Like, since seventy two uh, happened. Since that happened, who hit yeah. sixty? Somebody hit sixty something. Chris Davis got close. He hit sixty or something like that, or fifty six. But well, Aaron Judge hit like fifty five his rookie year. Yeah, it was Chris Davis though. He was the one who got close a couple of years that's, back. That's then for he, sure. That's when he went. Yeah, he was up here and then, then went, he got that that seven billion figure contract and then literally struck out the rest of his at bats as a career. Um, yeah. but, uh, I, uh, I don't know, man. It's tough. You hate to see it. Yep. Well, let's, let's go ahead and move on. Let's talk a few things. Uh, some big news that came out today. <coughs> it is official. Big Ben is done yeah. with the game of football. Pittsburgh is officially looking for their new quarterback. Um, he sent out a heartfelt video today, thanking the city of Pittsburgh, officially announcing his retirement. This probably should have happened a couple years ago. But, hey, Big Ben, thank you for all the crazy years of all the stupid plays that you made and all the deep balls because he is one of the better deep ball throwers I've seen. And it's going to be weird. It's starting to get to the point in our lives where the guys that we grew up with are all retiring. Big Ben was one of them. Peyton's gone. Brady's potentially gone. Um, It's getting to that point. Rodgers is about to go potentially. Um, it, it's getting to that point where these guys are starting to fall off. It is. It's uh, we're seeing the end of our generational era in terms of uh, heroes. Uh, it's really weird to see. Um, I uh, I will say this though: Ben Roethlisberger, Hall of Famer, in my opinion, easy Hall of Famer. Easy. Um, the guy's a stud. Guy came in as a rookie, put up fat numbers, won a Super Bowl very early in his career. And um, the guy threw for a bajillion yards like four years ago. People are sleeping on that, literally. Uh, he threw for a just an unbelievable shit ton of yards when he had AB that last year. Uh, and uh, it's it, it's weird how fast he trended downward. But I guess when you look at him physically, it doesn't it, it lines right. up. You know, he's no he's no Tom Brady. He's no nutritional guru he's no he was not he following a, the tb12 he was following the just rub some dirt yeah, he, some was, he was a him. dog he was a dog for sure um but uh he got it done and um hats off to an unbelievable career to him uh, but also on this on the other side of that coin 
if you're a Steelers fan, you're so happy. You're so ecstatic for the new era um, because the options are limitless. And if I'm being honest with you right now, if you're looking for a rookie, I wouldn't look for a rookie if I'm them in my opinion. But if you're looking for a rookie, I say you go with Matt Corral. The reason I go with Matt Corral out of this draft, out of all the other quarterbacks, simply because mainly it's a, if they can get it's a shallow draft in, in, in QB terms, in my opinion. But um, I think that that guy, I said, I say what I say about Matt Corral. I've talked shit about him before, not really a ton, but I've given you my thoughts on him. But what he is is an absolute competitor with a good arm and good legs. Um, I think that he would be a solid fit because Mike Tomlin is a great coach. Like if the guy can take, um, who's that kid that was from uh, Spain Park? Uh, he was like the backups, backups, backup, and then everybody got hurt that year, and they still made the playoffs somehow. Um, God, I forget. He, he he just he went to Sanford, I think, or some shit. But anyway, um, oh, Duck Hodges, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, if you can take that kid and go to the playoffs with him and that Ramsey kid, uh, or whatever his name was, um, you can take Macker out of the playoffs. I can promise you that. Especially with your supporting cast being Juju, if they can keep him, Najee now, which is an absolute tank of a running back, um, and a few other pieces around him. Uh, if they can get him a O line, a consistent O line, Matt Corral can win you ball games, and Mike Tomlin can win ball games without anybody. So um, that's who I would look for. But um, it's got to be exciting news for the Steelers fans. And um, GG's hats off to Benny. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited for Steelers for Steelers Nation. I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean. Big Ben went out. I mean, his last playoff game was against the Chiefs, so that's unfortunate for him. But he had his send-off at home, and they got the win, and that was pretty awesome to see. Uh, and like you said, it's got to be exciting for, for them. It's kind of bittersweet, like, oh, shit, this is a guy we've loved. He's brought us the Super Bowl, all this stuff. But then you, you get excited for the future. You're right. Go If you want to go for a young guy, you have a guy like Mark Corral to go after who might be able to m- maneuver around a – poorly constructed line or a project line. Um, I think that's where they need to start first. I know you got to look for a quarterback. You might have a transition year with Mason Rudolph, or maybe you do go get a vet. Maybe you can convince Rogers to go there. Um, I, I think that'll be a tough pool there if you try to get him, but, or any of the other vets, it's, it's going to be an interesting uh, follow, see what they do, especially in the draft. Because they're not going to have a high pick. They're in the middle. They're in the 20s because they made the playoffs, right? So it's going to be very interesting to see where they end up and how they draft this year. And that will kind of give you um, some thoughts on what they're going to do. They might have that transition year and get a quarterback coming out of next year. Maybe they try to get a Bryce Young, somebody like they that. They could throw. I could see that. They could so throw. We'll see. We'll see. Um, it depends on how they evaluate. But, again, congrats to Big Ben. Easily, like you said, a Hall of Famer. Um, threw for a bajillion yards. If he didn't have to go up against Peyton and Tom and and Rodgers, he'd be – I mean, he's up there, right? He's a top five. He's been established as an elite quarterback. 100%. Um, he's, not, he's not your Joe Flacco who's, oh, is he an elite quarterback? Yes, Ben was an elite quarterback. And like you said, once A.B. left, Juju became the priority and it became a little bit more difficult. And this year it was kind of – not fun to watch with when you watch their games because he didn't throw the ball more than maybe one yard past the line for 
a guy that his, like historically throws great deep balls, they throw only throw screens and stuff. It was frustrating to watch. Yeah, I mean it's sad, and you can even think of Peyton Manning in that in that respect in terms of watching right. an arm slowly but surely just deflate, uh, and the ball just was not coming out like it used to. I mean Brady, he's for whatever reason that guy can still let her rip, but uh, Benny and Peyton, they their arm just died out on them, and uh, they didn't really know how to act. Or Peyton adjusted, but uh, but Benny mainly because he didn't have an offensive line is, but secondarily you could see his arm flatten out. Um, but hey, nonetheless, good for him, dude. Yep. So before we get into the recap, let's talk about some coaching changes that have taken place um this past week. So there's been three coaching hires in the NFL this week. Um, well, one that's kind of pending still, depending on some stuff, and we'll start with that one. That's Byron Leftwich, the Buccaneers OC to the Jags. This is pending something really quick. Um, depends on if Balky, the GM, is fired or not. Because Leftwich wants this guy, Adrian Wilson, who's like the head of pro scouting over for the Cardinals and has been there for seven years and is a former player. He wants him as a GM. Um so they're, they're kind of working through that right now before it's officially announced that he is the Jags' new head coach, but it's going to happen. Um, all the fans are on this side, too, because they think Balky's a clown. Um, next, you have the Bears hiring Matt Everflus. Matt Everflus was a defensive coordinator for the Colts. Um, it's a complete switch from what they had with Matt Nagy, who was an offensive mind, so they're switching to a defensive mind. Colts have had a good defense, so I think that's a pretty smart hire here. And they have some tools on defense. Yeah. So they can just figure out an uh, offensive coordinator. Could be a good hire. And then the last one, the awesome offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, Nathaniel Hackett, he got hired by Denver Broncos. He was their top choice. So it, it it's all coming together. We'll see what else happens. But I think these are all pretty solid hires. I think the left which one is interesting because he used to play for the Jacks. I was Jacks, about to so. say things are coming full circle for him. So the, I hope I hope he does well. I liked Byron when he put when he was the quarterback. I don't. I mean, he wasn't a great yep. quarterback, but the guy was a player. I mean, and now he's OC for Tom Brady, aka Tom Brady's the OC for for him. And you know, he learned a thing or two. So uh, um, bringing that offensive package to somebody like Trevor Lawrence, hopefully that can be beneficial. Um, Trevor, as everybody knows, didn't have a great year. Granted, there was just it was a circus down there. It was a circus, Such and a circus. Uh, there was too much, too much out external things going on for Trevor to be able to just learn. In my opinion, um, they need somebody that's not going to bring a spectacle to the game. They need somebody just like we were talking about with the Raiders. They need somebody that's going to come in there and just say, I don't give a shit about press conferences. I don't give a shit about your cars that you're pulling up at the at the field with. I don't give a shit about PR. I want to win football games. That's what they need. And maybe Byron's that guy. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be an interesting one, especially if they can get Balky out of there. I mean, the guy, he's been there for a while now, and he's just made bad decision after bad decision. So somebody's got to go from that that executive role, role, role and it's not going to be the owner. Con, Shad Khan's not going nowhere. So you got to get rid of Balky, especially if Leftwood wants his guy to have some more control over who they're getting on the on the roster. I don't, I don't disagree with this. Again, I think the other two hires, the Denver and the um, Eberflus ones, it's just they're both just reverse of what they just had in coaches. So the Broncos had Fangio, 
um, who was a defensive guy before that. I think he was actually the Bears defensive coordinator before he took that Denver job. And Iberflus is taking over an offensive-minded head coach in Nagy. So just the opposite. So I think they're solid hires. I think there were two two guys that were on the top. I know they both uh, interviewed a lot last year for head coaching jobs. They just didn't get the right one. So good for them. Um, it'll be interesting to see, especially with Chicago and Denver, two historically known programs and, and franchises to be up there in the upper echelon. Yeah, no doubt, especially defensively. You know, I mean, the Bears, they were supposed right. to be, the, you know, the, the, that is their, that's their identity is, is great defense yep. playing off of that. And, and um, obviously they've gotten away from that because uh, they've been horrendous. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what happens. I'm interested how, how they handle um, the QB situation for the Bears. I'm interested to see how um, how Denver plays out with uh, Bridgewater and things of that nature. Um, I just don't see anything appealing about being a coach for Denver, to be honest, because it's just so cold. And, and it's, yeah. it's just, I don't know, I, it's rough. But on the same token, I mean, so is Chicago. But I uh, I don't know. For whatever reason, Denver, I think like it's like the market's small. I just, I don't know. I don't know. But, hey, nonetheless, Mountains. good for them, dude. Good for them. Yep. All right, so let's get into the recap of a freaking nuts weekend in the divisional round. Um, we'll start with the Saturday games. Whew. I mean, these games weren't anything crazy by any means, but they were they were kind of hard to watch at times. I'm not going to lie, but they came down to last-second field goals. So we'll start with the Bengals-Titans. Look, the Titans start off with a pick, and they end the game with a pick. Uh, let's just call it for what it is. Tannehill didn't have it. That Get day. you a quarterback, Tennessee, please. Here's the problem. He's guaranteed like 38 million. And then he's like a dead cap hit of like 20 million. Buy him out. Who cares? It's a lot of money to hit it the, the, hit the, hit the it cap. Is. That's true. But get him the fuck out of there. Cause he's dog shit. Yeah. I don't, I didn't understand some of their offensive play calling at times. I don't know why they didn't ride Derrick Henry a lot more than they did. Um, I, I just, my opinion, him and Foreman, they look like clones. Obviously Henry's better, but Foreman looks like Henry Jr. Yeah. If we're going to be yeah. honest. Yeah, no doubt. But shout out to the Bengals and Joey B. They just continue to win. And McPherson, the story that came out that he said, looks like we're going to the AFC championship before he we went out there, even kicked the 52 yarder for the win. Um, that's awesome. I know he's a Gator, but that's awesome. You gotta, you gotta love that. Confidence. Legendary. That's legendary shit. Good for him. Good for him. Good for, th- hey. good for the Bengals. Good for Joey Burrow. Good for, good for every, good for that community, bro. You talking about a community that just goes through it. The Bengals, you know, they went yeah, through the entire Cincinnati. Andy Dalton fiasco. They had to put up with that shit. I mean, and now they actually got their guy, you know, and it looked bleak last year when he hurt himself. We didn't know if he was going to be able to come back the same. The guy came back and did the damn thing. So, um, good for them. I wouldn't be shocked if they win this year, this week. I'm not putting. I'm not counting them out of any game. It's the Chiefs, though, dude. They played Chiefs to the wire this year. Yeah, I mean, look, they know how to win. That's all that matters in these games. It doesn't matter matter how you do it. Um, that was a very boring game to say the least. Um, not a whole lot of offense, a whole lot of defense, but. Look, good for the Bengals. I think we all can say we're rooting for them against the Chiefs, and we're all rooting for them to win it all because they're that that Cinderella story coming up. But uh, 
We really need them to beat the Chiefs so we don't have to deal with Mahomes' wife and his brother because they're they're quite annoying. Oof. I mean, geez. Yeah, they're um they're something. Yeah. Our, on to the nightcap for that game. It was the 49ers versus the Packers. And in another boring game that ended up being just a snoozer, like Rodgers didn't do anything bad, didn't do anything crazy. They couldn't really run the ball, and it started snowing. It seemed like a perfect matchup for Rodgers just to dominate. He marches down the field on the first drive and scores a touchdown to Devontae Adams. So it looks like it's going to be the Adams and Rodgers show, but it wasn't. Yep. I literally um, took over 23 and a half at the, uh, at the half or whatever and um, thought it was a mortal lock, and literally nothing happened. So that was tough. It's just one of those situations where – the 49ers got a little bit of lady luck on their side. It took all three phases of that, of that game for them to win. They had to win. They they really won by special teams. They got that block punt field goal or block punt touchdown, my bad, that really tied the game up for them and then ended up kicking a last-minute uh, field goal to win the game. It's crazy that we had some all, uh, three games that end on a field goal. Yeah. Um, the way that they did, and I was hoping – that the Bills would win against the Chiefs so that all four underdog road teams would win. That would have been pretty that nuts. That would have been wild. Um, nothing much on that game. Uh, I think the Rams are going to beat the 49ers, in my opinion. I just Jimmy G, he somehow wins, but he doesn't do anything crazy, and he does some stupid shit, too. Yeah, yeah, but so does Stafford. I, um, I wouldn't be shocked to True. see the turnovers stack up in this game. Um especially with the Rams' defense. They got a lot of playmakers, uh, and they're not playing Tom Brady. So I think I think they sure. can force some mistakes. I, Dude, I'm telling you, bro, the Rams, I got Rams, you know? That's who I've got going forward. That's who I really think should, and that's who I want that's to I win. That's I want to win, I guess I should say, yeah. Yeah, I want it to be Rams-Bengals, uh, but it's going to be Rams-Chiefs is, is my opinion. Um, speaking of that game, they got a big against the the Bucks, but then let them come back, and it looked like we were going to overtime. And Stafford just hits a bomb to Cooper Cup. Cup catches mm. it, goes down. They they're able to have some time and spike it, and they kick a game winner. Third game in a row of a game winner. Um, Tom Brady season comes to an end. That game was crazy because the way the Bucks got in was nothing that Stafford did. They had three fumbles. Yeah, or four Cam fumbles. Akers fumbled the bag for sure. Fumbled the bag twice. They had the center uh, throw one by, and I can't remember the – or Cooper Cup fumbled as well. So there, there's your four, and that's how you lose a game. Yeah. They let them back in. Turnovers, when you lose a turnover battle, you should lose the 100%. game. 100%. Let's talk about Cooper Cup for a minute. Dude, is he? Is this, is this the best receiving season I, anybody's ever seen? I think I, I, I'm going to say yes. He has the triple crown, which hasn't happened a whole lot. I think it's out of four guys that have done it, including him. Like, he's got the most yards, most touchdowns, and most catches in, in this season. That's ridiculous. Yeah, he's up there with, like, Moss and I think I want to say Moss. Maybe not Moss. Jerry Rice is definitely there, though, and some, two other guys. Probably Calvin Johnson. I um, I don't think he had a whole lot of receptions. Really? Which is crazy to say. I just think he hit bombs. Now, he catch a jump ball now. He'd catch a damn 70, 80-yarder in a heartbeat. I, I know, but I'm saying I don't think he was getting a bunch of screens. Like, 
Cooper Cup's getting at least 10 to 12 catches yeah, that guy's, a game. He's literally averaging double-digit receptions and 100-plus yards and a, and a touchdown every game. Like, every that game. is like ridiculous, his, dude. His anytime touchdown bet every week is a guaranteed hit, but it also, also is like minus 230 yeah, every time. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen that. The guy just, he's incredible. And the, it's, yeah. it's super cool that they actually have a quarterback that can get him the ball, you know? It's about time. Yeah. Um, not, not a big backhanded compliment on a – not compliment, not a slap in the face of Jared Goff, but, Jesus, Cooper Cup, what a stud and what Stafford is able to do with him. That com- chemistry there is – It's incredible. That's what he's been waiting yeah, for. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, and OBJ's say, coming I'm along. I'm telling you, I, I fucking told you, OBJ you is a stud. Stud, if you give him a quarterback, literally the guy's a stud, dude. He's a good fucking receiver. He is a well above average. He is a Pro Bowl guy. If you give him, if you put him in the right situation, yeah, personality this, PR this, whatever, attitude this, character that. Say what you want. The what he is for sure is a good receiver. I know that for yeah. sure. And he's been proven. He went to a team. Coach Coach McVay said, hey, listen, we got you here. Here's what we got for you. And we just said, I bet. And now here we are, you know. The guy, they're letting him do his thing. They're getting him in the right positions to make plays. It's weird to see him as wide receiver too, though. It is a little bit, but at the same time, he kind of was that way the entire time he was in Cleveland behind Landry. No, which is weird. Like, think about how weird that is. That shouldn't be the case in my opinion. No, I you know don't what I'm saying? That's so weird to me. Like, but sometimes it comes down to if the quarterback has chemistry with you, and it seems like he's building that with staff. I now. also think it comes down to if the quarterback's worth a damn or not, and this to be determined with my, with Baker. He's still on a huge liability. So, um, I yeah. uh, I just think Matthew, Matthew Stafford knows how to get it to his guys. He knows how to make checks when he needs to, and get him get him get him the route that they need to, and. He knows what to look for, you know. Like he's just—he's a stud. Yeah. He's a stud, and uh, it's cool to see him. It's cool to see him gel at the right time for sure. Um, good for them. Yeah. yeah, good for them. Excited to see what they can do this week, going up against the 49ers and seeing if they can hold off all the 49er fans taking over that stadium like they did uh, week 18. All right, so let's get into the probably the biggest, craziest game, the most wild finish I've ever seen. And the Bills Chiefs Chiefs win this game in overtime. And we'll get into a whole discussion after we recap this game on what the NFL should do on overtime. But, oh, my God, that last two minutes of this game was fucking nuts. There was, I think, three lead changes in the last minute and 45 seconds. It was – it was. this is the stuff that we love when it comes to mm-hmm. football. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes – might be the best two quarterbacks I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. And this is saying this is including Rodgers, Brady, Manning, all in these terms guys of that arm did exceptional talent. things. Yeah. No doubt. And what they can do with football, like Mahomes throwing the ball under the guy's lat was insane. Then Josh Allen is literally running quarterback power and then dropping dimes on 80-yard go routes. <laughs> Absolute stud. Like, to think that people were on the case of the Bills on Buffalo 
when he got drafted saying, oh, you got this guy from Wyoming. Why would you get this kid? He hasn't done anything. He's just a big body. And it's crazy because he looks pretty fucking fast on the field, and he ran like a 4.7 or a 4.8. I know I uh, I know I hated the draft choice. I did. I hated yeah. it. I thought it was a dumb. I was like, what the f- What? Like, well, that's dumb as shit. But here we are, dude. Good for him. Here we are, probably the second best quarterback. Good for him, dude. I know what Rodgers did this year, but still, I think he's number two behind Mahomes. Yeah, he's um, he's the real deal, man. Good for good for that kid. Not he'll get the best of Mahomes eventually. Yeah, I I honestly thought it was going to be this year, but here's here's our discussion about NFL overtime. The fact that the Bills didn't get a chance to have the ball there at the end is absurd. It's it's so think, simple. Hey, no matter what happens, both teams can they get an opportunity to answer. You know? Yes. They get an opportunity to answer. I don't I don't give a shit if they well, how they score. You know? Unless it's a safety. Right. If it's a safety, you're you're that stupid, see ya. But if an offensive possession ends in a touchdown, it should Cool. Let's keep it going. You should have an answer. You should have an a, a, an opposing possession. That's just the way it yeah. should be. Hundred percent. And then from there, it could be whatever, or we can literally just do what college does. Instead of doing it from the twenty-five, we can start it on the fifty. And again, both teams get an answer. I think that's the best way to go about it at this point. Um, or we just play a full court, another ten minutes, and just say whatever the score is at the end of this. That's it. Except for in a playoff scenario where you have to keep playing until exactly. somebody wins. That would be that'd be great for me too. No matter what happens, you just play. You know, just literally play. Yeah. That's all you got to do. So uh, I just, yep. um, it's really, really primitive. Super bad overtime rules. They got to fix that immediately. Yeah, definitely. And I think, granted, it shouldn't have gone overtime. The Bills going, I, I don't know why no defensive coordinator has learned this. Do not play prevent defense when you need to. It never works. When you have 13 seconds left, don't bracket the sidelines. Don't let them have the middle of the field. That's how they got down there. They let Kelsey run through the middle of the field and just get wide open. It made no sense. Yeah, it was a bad play. It was all in all horrendous play. You know? Yep. It, it, it's it's rough. It's really, really – that bend but don't break shit. They're just playing not to lose, and they always lose. Yep. Look, I, I, you, that doesn't mean you need to go full-out blitz to quarterback. You can rush three, drop eight – but you don't need to have four guys back and then two guys on the the 10 and the 15 yards past the um, the line of scrimmage on the sidelines. Like, you don't need to do that. You don't think Mahomes isn't going to throw a quick pass here over the middle for them to go. You left it open. If he's going to get 15 to 20 yards, he's going to get 15 to 20 yards plus more with Tyreek Hill. That's what 100%. Happened. 100%. It's – um. Yeah, that's tough. As a Bills fan, that's a heartbreaker, you know? As a Chiefs fan, electric. Absolutely yep. electric. It was a from a from a casual fan standpoint, that was a lot of fun to, to watch and I had a teaser, so I was good to go. Oh, you love that. Yeah, it was at plus seven and a half, so rolling into overtime I was like, Oh, yeah, oh I'm good. See what my pending teaser was. You'll you'll get a giggle. It wasn't good. <laughs> Didn't end well. Let me see. Uh, 
So I'm just going to say the lines while you do that for this week. We got Bengals Chiefs. Line has gone from five and a half Chiefs, I believe, up to minus seven. Over under is set at 54 and a half. Uh, probably leaning on the over there. And then you got 49ers Rams. Rams minus three and a half over 46. That one's a little tougher. The hook there sucks. Yeah, that's that's really that's rough for sure. Lean the Rams, but hate the hate the hook. By the way, I lost uh, the Rams over over twenty three and a half at the half. Rams Bucks, they uh, right. twenty three and a half. I put forty on it, and they scored twenty three. Yeah, you hate to see Woo! that. Boy, am I upset. It's bad. You it's know? a bad beat. Um, yeah. Where's my teaser? At? Where's the teaser? Where's the teaser? Did I even? Did I even end up putting it in? Man, I guess I didn't even put it in, which is honestly a blessing. I think I actually just went up. Never mind. I didn't put a teaser in. I should have. Um, I think that was my bad beat that I was thinking of, so my apologies. But, uh, yeah, so that's crazy. Hell of a weekend, though, man. And I'm excited about this weekend for sure. Uh, I'll actually start watching these ones because these are important. Yeah, this is when things start getting really interesting. Now, Bengals-Chiefs game, I think that's the most intriguing because I think you're going to see a lot of points there because Chiefs can't play defense. They definitely cannot. That is that is the truth, and that's the reason I think they'll lose to the Rams if the Rams make it. I agree with you, and the Rams can as long as they don't cough up the ball. Yeah, literally, if you just just protect the football, I mean, the, the Rams might score 73 points. Cooper Cooper Cup exactly. might go for 452 yards, six touchdowns. <laughs> I know. I'm looking forward to the to that and the Super Bowl and this weekend. It's going to be a good one. Um, these games are going to be great. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? That's it for me, man. Uh, let's wrap it up. I uh, guys, we yeah. appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Um, obviously, as y'all always know, we really do love and appreciate y'all. Y'all like, rate, review, subscribe, follow the podcast, and and uh, support us in continuing to do so. That would be incredible. Um, thank y'all again. Y'all are incredible. This is the end. I uh, I tell you, ninety episode ninety six. Um, yep. Coming up on triple digits. It's pretty wild to think about. Pretty wild to think about. We're almost a hundred episodes in. I'll be honest, but it's a uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys for hanging with us as always. Please let everybody know how you feel about the podcast, for better or worse. Let's get the word out. Let's show some love. And um, let's continue to get after it. And uh, I hope everybody has a phenomenal weekend. Yeah, y'all have a great weekend. Enjoy some football. Enjoy whatever sport else you watch. If you watch basketball, have fun with that. I do not. Maybe we'll have Logan on here soon to let us know what's going on in the NBA because I have no idea. So uh, y'all have a great weekend. Enjoy. Um, Subscribe. Do all that fun stuff. Yes, sir. Y'all have a great weekend. Peace.